why corporate workers can make great property investors. Welcome to the Sarah and George Choi Property Podcast, the show that helps you to become financially free so you can spend more time with your family, traveling and pursuing your passions. So why can corporate workers make great property investors? What we, what we didn't realise at the time, and for, for many years, many, many years of property investing, this is you know how long it takes to get into you, mm. um, we, we suddenly realised that a lot of the skills that we had in the corporate world and the procedures that we did every day could be adapted and would help you to build your property empire faster mm-hmm. and ultimately take you through to financial freedom. And we had to dig out our suits for this, didn't we? we? Did. In fact, I didn't even have a jacket anymore. So here mm. I am in my, my posh black dress. Yeah. And it's not very comfortable, frankly. No, no. So uh, we're going to do a change. The change. Oh, that's better. That's better. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't believe how hot it is. I know. I know we're in our garage as well grief. and it's, it's cold. Anyway, we'll get on with the vlog, I, rem- I remember those times on the tube. If you go mm. in the tube with your suit on, it's disgusting, isn't it? Anyone yeah. else who goes to London will know exactly what I mean. Yeah, but we don't do that anymore, <laughs> no, which is such no. a relief. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. so back to the topic at hand. So mm. we bought our first four properties a long, long time ago now, mm. uh, and we hoped that they would make us money. At the, at um, the time, yeah. At the time. Mm. So we, we kind of treated it like a hobby because we worked full time at the same time, and we, we didn't treat it particularly like a business at all. Mm. And we were very lucky um, because we refurbished them and we bought them all with no money down, so they're currently worth about £871,000. So we were lucky, but it was more luck than judgment, frankly, mm. what we did initially. We could have done a lot better had yep. we known what we know now. So we didn't know how to choose a patch. In fact, our, our patch choosing was where can we drive to? And we went to different towns, actually physically into the estate agents mm. with a budget, because that's we worked out how much we wanted to spend on a, on a house. And the first town where we weren't physically laughed at in the estate agent was where we started buying properties. Because mm. everywhere else, you know, we went and we said, we're going to spend £100,000 on a house, which at the time, you know, down, down south was fine. But they, they just laughed us mm. out of the shop, basically. They wouldn't even take our details. So, um, uh, wasn't, so the fir- it wasn't the best way It wasn't it. the best no. way of doing it. That's how we chose our patch, basically. The first place we could actually afford to buy something. <laughs> um, so we didn't know, really know how to analyse a deal at all. We didn't know how to buy below market value. We didn't really know which property types to buy. Again, we were quite lucky with what we chose because we, again, because we were right at the bottom of the budget, um, we, we happened to choose terrace houses, but that, that was more luck than judgment, to be mm-hmm. honest, mm-hmm. at the time. Um, we didn't know how to end up with the least voids at all. Yeah, again, that yeah. comes down to a lot to do with what kind of property you choose. And we didn't definitely, definitely did not know how to make it passive. Mm. It was really active for us. And yes. again, we were working full time. So it was really, really full on because we didn't know and how I, to I was outsource. working six days a week sometimes. Yeah, it was, it was mm. really full on for quite a number yeah. of years. And we didn't know anything about tax mm. at all at mm. the time. So we made lots of mistakes on that front well, we as well. We thought we were tax efficient. You know, you yeah. have an ISA and you think, yeah, I've ticked the boxes now. Yeah, That's exactly. It. It's a whole different level yeah. where we are now. But at the time we were like, we, we didn't know what we didn't know, mm. frankly. So... Despite all of that, mm. with a few more investment properties after that, mm. we reached financial freedom when I was 39. Mm. And um, But we could have done it so much faster. Definitely. Um, in our 20s. Yeah, definitely. definitely. But there you go. So why do corporate workers make good property investors? So I'm going to give you five reasons why. Are you ready? Okay. So number one, training. Training. Mm. You know, I don't know about you, but in the, when I was in the corporate world, you know, we'd have there'd be a training budget, you'd have a personal development plan, which you would talk through with your boss, uh, and you'd set the education training that you would do to improve you in your career. 
for that year. So it was obligatory, wasn't it? Was it was obligatory. You had yeah. to do it. So that was that was what you had to do. And you had to, you know, you had to choose the courses and events and so on that you were going to do, which would make you better at your job. Mm-hmm. So I was in marketing and financial services. So I did marketing courses, of course, marketing and branding. Um, and, you know, you, you don't know what you don't know. So you think you're doing all right. Mm-hmm. But, when, but when you don't realise there are things you can do, then you just have no idea. So, for yeah. example, you can claim up to £1 million tax-free allowance. Now, most people don't know that you can do that. But there are, and there are many other tax-free allowances out there that you can you know, stack one on top of the mm-hmm. other. But if you don't know that they exist and you don't know how to get them, you don't know how to apply for them, then, you know, you're just missing out. Mm-hmm. So education is, is one of the first things. Yeah. And certainly, you know, if you, if you have the right education in property and financial freedom, you can get there a lot quicker, so a lot yeah. faster and a lot more profitably. And, you know, you should always choose whatever, whatever subject you, you're, you're aiming to excel at. Always choose people that have done it, not people that talk about it, people that have done it, who has achieved financial freedom or who has been, who's good at marketing. If, if marketing is your thing. Mm-hmm. So number two, standard corporate procedures. So sounds pretty boring. Yes, yes. Sarah doesn't like procedures. <laughs> no. but, but let's face it, in the corporate world, you know, you've got all these rules you can follow, you mm-hmm. know, and all these templates you have to fill out and so on, mm-hmm. these checklists. And at the time you just think, oh, this is such a pain. You know, it's, oh, mm-hmm. I've got to do all this palaver. And sometimes it can be overkill. Yeah. But there's, there's yeah. a level, isn't that? But the thing is, you know, why do they do that? They mm-hmm. do that. So that it's, it becomes a best practice. Yeah. So you can standardise the way you do things so it becomes quicker to do it next time. And yeah. you can do it, you know, you can do it not only quicker, but more profitably, easier, mm-hmm. um, becomes a doddle. So, for example, you know, you know, our students have access to, you know, walkthroughs, property deal analysers. I mean, it's just such a doddle. You know, you just, yeah. type, you just type a couple of figures into the deal analyzer. Spits out a number. Spits it out. You know, yeah. how, much, how much money you're going to have to put in, um, you know, how profitable it is, you know, everything. And it's just like, do I buy this deal? Yes, no. It's, it's just that fast, a couple of numbers in. Yeah. So, um, you know, it can take you all the way through from knowing nothing to becoming a stealth millionaire. Mm. So, three, targets and tracking. Again, another yawn from Sarah probably. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, that one I'm easier on. You're easier on yeah, that one. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. I, like I like a good um, chart. Do you like a good chart? Good, yeah. good. So, targets and tracking. So, I'm sure, you know, you know so I was a stressed out corporate worker, you know, in, in, mar- in a high pressure marketing environment. And if you've if you've been in similar environments yourself, then you know you know you have monthly targets. You have to achieve those targets, and um, if you don't achieve those targets, you've got to explain why you didn't achieve those targets and how you're going to make them up for the next month. Yeah. So you know there's some you know some good principles there um, to to follow to bring bring back in, into becoming financially free. Mm-hmm. So you know all our students they have um, our wealth and wealth tracking tracker. Mm. Sorry, wealth wealth tracking spreadsheet. That's the one. <laughs> And, you know, it's something that we've developed over the years and we continue to use every single month because it keeps you, keeps you going. Because one thing is becoming financially free, another thing is staying there, you know, mm. becoming a millionaire and staying a millionaire. Yeah. Um, they are two different going. things. It will keep going, keep increasing. Yeah. So, you know, you, you need that, that tracking. So, you know, all our students have access to that. Well, yeah, you've got to know where you are. Exactly. exactly. And the other thing is the monthly meetings. So, again, maybe, you're mo- maybe you have team meetings, maybe weekly team meetings, and then maybe you have a month a big monthly meeting. Mm-hmm. You know, we used to have board meetings, um, you know, in, in, in my old job. So we brought that into, into our practice once a month. Mm-hmm. We sit down, we review all the figures from the, you know, from the accounting figures. Yeah. We look at what went well, what didn't go well, what initiatives, you know, plan, plan for the future, what properties we're going to buy, all this yeah. kind of thing. Um, so it's a real analysis, and we take that break. If we can do it off-site, it's much better. 
Um, but you know, we do it at home if 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 you if you need to for speed. Yeah. Um, but it is so useful. So I mean, it's usually about half a day we take, don't we? Yeah, which is yeah. quite nice. Good and to um, just literally to be able to step back and go, am I even going in the right direction? Sometimes, yes. you yes. know. I've got all exactly. Am I doing the right strategy? Is it moving me closer to my targets, or do I need to rethink everything? Because unless you step outside periodically, you just got your nose to the grindstone, and you could you find yourself five years down the road, and you've achieved what you thought your goals were, but it's not what you actually want anymore. No, no. (laughs) And these will change over time. Mm. You know, so the strategy that's right for you in the beginning is not necessarily the strategy for later when you when you once you've evolved. Yeah. Um, So number four is um, another sexy topic. OPEX and expense management. <laughs> so what does OPEX stand for, George, for Opera, people who don't know? Operating expenses. Yeah. Um, you know, so, you know, in, in my old job, it was, you know, tra- tracking the expenses of the office. Because um, at mm-hmm. one point, I, I was running the office of the um, President of Europe. Um, and, you know, on a marketing basis, like tra- tracking the costs in your campaign to make sure mm-hmm. you delivered on budget. Um, yes. And I'm, I'm sure you have similar things, whether you're in sales or whatever, um, you probably have some kind of expense management. Mm-hmm. Um and you know, if you treat if you're treating your your you know your property business as a business, which then you, you are, should be, which you should be, you are looking at those expenses, yeah. and you're looking at the tax as well, and you're, you're mm-hmm. weighing up you know whether to do some things versus others depending on um, the balance that you yeah, because I mean, ultimately you're looking to make money doing yes. this, you yes. know, even if it's not even this year, it's it's got to be the long term. You're doing this to make cash flow. So Definitely. if you're spending too much. You're not making cash flow, are you? Yeah, yeah. So you've got to watch the other side. You've got to watch Definitely. your cash flow, and then you've got to watch your um, your expenses too. Yeah. yeah, which is why we have detailed modules from tax mm. experts on how to save tax. Yeah. <laughs> Number five, so the last one, is power team. Mm. So you know, in in my old job, you know, let's say I was doing a, a marketing campaign, a partnership marketing campaign. It was agreeing the plans, plans and strategy with the partner. Uh, then it was booking the media. Briefing creative agencies, dealing with legal, dealing with data analysis teams to track the results afterwards, yeah. um, customer services. So there's a whole load of partners in your power team. Mm-hmm. And it's just the same in property. You know, you need to have, um, you know, architect, planners, different types of surveyor, depending on what you're buying, yeah. um, residential, commercial, state agents, mm-hmm. um, accountants. There's so many different specialists, tax specialists, there's so many different things you need. And, um, you know, we help people um, with how to choose those, which ones you need for each strategy yeah. and how you choose them. Uh, and one of our students, Dion, said, um, I've been spending 12 months trying to work out which part, you know, which, which members which I need yeah. in my power team. And you just fixed it in, in like half an hour. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's really important you do that because mm. you just as in, in, your, in your job, you can't succeed. Unless you, unless you, you know, work with those partners mm-hmm. in the property world, you can't succeed unless you work with those property partners. Yeah, you know, you have to do it all together. So you mm-hmm. need a good team, good strong team. So we're going to open the doors to the Stealth Millionaire program once before the end of this year. Ooh. So, um, <laughs> so if you want to join, then click click now to join the waitlist. Um, otherwise, maybe sometime next year. Mm. <laughs> so thanks for watching. Please subscribe, and we'll see you all next week. Okay, bye. Bye.